0: This is Natalie Kloss.
1: and I'm Eric Doss
0: and we are your subject matter experts for office at hand
1: welcome to the Office at hand insider so
0: it does feel a little bit like a Friday every day this week and I know the upcoming weeks are slightly going to be the same with you know Thanksgiving this week and then Christmas coming up and then New Year—it's it's kind of an odd period of time, but it does feel like a Friday. And you know why else I like Fridays, Eric?
1: Oh, it's uh, it's a trick question, right? Is uh, do you get to switch places with somebody like a Freaky Friday?
0: No, it's New Music Friday. It's my favorite. Oh,
1: the even better reason, yeah. <laughs> That's a personal better reason.
0: Exactly, it's uh I always get super excited, and I know you do too because you love music just as much as I do If you had to choose your intro song to coming on a stage or entering a football field, what song would you pick?
1: That is a fabulous question, and as a kid growing up here in Georgia. We used to talk about this all the time because pro wrestling was big, you know, growing up here in Georgia in the 80s. So we used to always joke, hey, what song would you intro out? Because there were a couple, there was a tag team duo by the name of the Road Warriors that used to come out to uh, Black Sabbath's Iron Man, and it was perfect for those guys. So for me, that's a tough question. If I had to give you a knee-jerk reaction, I'd have to go with Rush's The Spirit of Radio, that guitar lick that Alex Lyson has just right off the bat. Neil appear chiming in on those drums right behind it. Mm-hmm. Getty on his bass all in sync together. It's just the ultimate practice of teamwork and togetherness and and energy all in one little quick bottle of lightning. I think that would have to be my pick.
0: I love it. Amazing. I feel like these decisions change over time. I I feel like for me, I could not pick just one song. It would have to be in the moment. (laughs) What is going to get me and the team excited? So you know what would be cool? If we could enter our meeting rooms and have that little intro song.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in for it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: I'm in. Well, I guess that pivots us into our UCAS conversation for today. We're going to talk a little bit more about wireline and wireless and fiber services because we have our UCAS solution. And obviously that works over the top. But... In order for that to work correctly for businesses, we really need kind of connectivity in order to make it work, right? Because we do have to be online for that. Eric, we hear a lot about these wireline and wireless and fiber conversations, and we obviously need to pair these services and fight the right mix for each business or each organization or even each individual, right? Because some people work in office, work from home, and so that's really important to find the right mix for for everyone. Can you explain a little bit further in what exactly that can look like for a business and what type of solutions there are within that wireline, wireless and, and fiber service and what those differences are and what we need to look at to make it work.
1: When you're talking about wireline and when we talk about wireline, we talk about basic net network services, right? And that includes fiber. And a lot of times when what we're looking at is what's available inside my community. You know, community obviously is a very big part in that state because not every community is going to have the same type of access to specific competitors fiber is obviously where most customers want to go and that's where most service providers are already at a lot of your traditional coax service providers out there have actually begun to either lay their own fiber or outsource or team with other fiber providers so that way they have access to fiber even on the wireless side fiber is a very big part because you have fiber that runs in between wireless towers to help send those communications and fiber is huge Because it's not a highly used mechanism at the moment. What I mean by that is that you have multiple color bands that you can have go across one fiber strand. Today, we're only using one, I think maybe two color bands to support all of the world's internet and communications traffic. There's a lot of expansion within that existing fiber infrastructure that's out there today where coax and copper are kind of limited and they're kind of older school thoughts and mentalities. Depending on where you are inside your community, that may be all you have access to. That's where wireless becomes a very important strategy. So it really starts with understanding what is available, right? And then understanding what's critical to my business. If I'm a small business just starting out, Chances are I'm going to be limited as far as finances on what I can spend on infrastructure and security. And then from there, as my business hopefully continues to grow, what can I do to protect that information in those communications? And more importantly, those network services that all of us are becoming more dependent on. Really, that's where it starts. It starts and ends with, okay, what do I have availability within the community that my business rests and then, you know, doing my due diligence and checking it all out and finding what's best for me. So if I decide that fiber is where I really want to go, okay, number one, who owns the fiber? And then more importantly, not only am I buying fiber from somebody who's a direct source, and what I mean by that is um, there's very few what I'm going to call tier one fiber providers that actually own the fiber that's in the ground. A lot of your fiber providers or what you would call a tier two or a tier three. They resell another fiber provider. And the reason why that's important is because if there's an outage or if you work in a busy city like Atlanta or Dallas, where there's a lot of construction, if there's a cut in the fiber, where do I go? Who do I call? What do I do in order to get support? These are things that obviously we need to be familiar with inside our community so we can pivot in the event that there is an emergency.
0: It's sort of like what you would do from a personal level as well, right? Move into a house okay, you need basic internet. You're going to look at what's available first, and then you're going to look at, okay, what do I need? In this case, for, for my business use, right? So that's where it all starts. It's really the foundation of what do I need and where do I go to get it? Once we've got the groundwork laid out with the connectivity, you can start building on top of that with the UCAS platform.
1: For anybody starting a business or that is moving into a small business where they need to make decisions and that maybe they don't have an IT staff, they don't really truly understand the technology industry and where things are shifting to reach out to your local service providers that are out there that can support. We're in a world today that is so heavily dependent on technology. Every single business is dependent on technology. So, understanding how that technology can not only make your business better, but more importantly, broadcast the communications at a multi-layered level—that's important. And if you don't have that knowledge, you need to find somebody who can help you make that decision. And that means finding a service provider that you can trust.
0: What are some of these challenges, or most common challenges that you've encountered, or you've seen other? business encounter with implementing the right
1: services? Candidly, it's probably not doing their due diligence. <laughs> and uh, and what I mean by that is just doing some basic research, right? it doesn't mean that you have to be a subject matter expert on UCAS or CCAS or SAS at all or even network connectivity or wireless or fiber spend a few minutes just you know googling we live in a world where we have access to all this information and then more importantly find who are the experts out there and if there are any locally that you can lean on uh do you have the financial capability to be able to lean on these resources or do they have a model to where That doesn't really cost you anything additional, you know, because a lot of times these service providers are resellers themselves, uh, and then they end up doing second day support, which kind can make it easier for, you know, for especially a small business customer. I think it starts and ends with just understanding what it is that you need to change or what it is that you need to do, and then just doing some basic, basic research to understand and then finding those experts.
0: That makes total sense. Thanks for explaining that. So to pivot back to the basic connectivity, like you said, it's important to see where's the business at, what is needed, right? What is available. And then do the research, right? To see what makes sense for your business, whether you're small or large. And once we've got that foundation work done. Connectivity is in place. And the groundwork sometimes literally when we talk about wireline services, these then we add a UCAS platform into the mix so that connectivity isn't just in the ground and in the air, but also now employees can actually connect in real life with each other, with outside vendors, with customers, etc. And so that whole package really creates an infrastructure that makes the communication possible. In which ways do you see UCaaS platforms address the most common communication challenges? And I also would love to hear what that looks like in small
1: and large businesses. A good topic to begin to understand is what kind of vertical is my business? Because there are certain verticals that are more dependent on communications from an emergency standpoint, healthcare as a great example of that, to where if my communications infrastructure is down, well, somebody's life is at stake. And that can be extremely important to that, business model, where as a retail operator, if my infrastructure is down or my communications aren't working, it's a big inconvenience, not detrimental. Understanding my business model and understanding what's needed is going to be an important first step. And what I mean by that is there's plenty of healthcare providers out there that are in the emergency services that are small businesses. You know, when you look at the ambulance chasers that are out there and things of that nature, a lot of those are small private businesses, right? They're not part of the hospital or the emergency care system. So they're partners in that system, but they're not, you know, part of that system, if that makes sense. So with that being said, you know, um, if I'm, you know, working at the office space, you know, do I have backup to my fiber, real backup, not, you know, putting coax behind fiber because nine out of 10 times when there is an issue, especially in a major metro, it's usually at the demarcation point, you know, um, so if that fiber is out, that coax is going to be out too. So understanding having a pure wireless or LTE type backup to keep myself up and running in the event there's a demarcation intrusion becomes extremely important where that small business owner my network goes down I can still communicate if need be by cell phones or by other backup procedures that I've deemed capable till my my infrastructure is back up and running candidly where a lot of customers get pickled is cost how much money do we want to spend on it what's our budget and having the right budget in place, depending on the business model, is extremely important. But, you know, it starts with understanding by vertical, understanding the technology, and then more importantly, from a business perspective, understanding how I'm prioritizing the budget. Dan,
0: there's something that I love that you pointed out. When we think about the verticals and you think about ambulances on the road, when I started the conversation, what I had in mind is I'm sitting behind my computer, right? In an office or at my home office and I'm working, but that that's where the connectivity is 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 so important, right? Make sure my internet's there so I can so I can do my work. But you look at different verticals and we've got people in the field, they've got their phone. That's their wireless connectivity is so important, right? So I think that ties back to what We started the conversation with this, you know, discovering where we are and what is needed for each of our businesses, because there are so many different options and different people with different roles just need different solutions. And then looking at it from a small to large perspective, when you're starting out, not realizing, hey, these are the things that we are going to need because we're either new to it, we haven't been faced with it, or just we need to do more research for it. It's really a total package, and there are so many different options. It's all about what is important for my business, what is needed, and then now where do we get it, what's available, and how do we implement it? All right, Eric, thank you so much for being here today. This was a fantastic conversation, and look forward to the next one.
1: Thank you, everybody.